Welcome, guests. We're glad to have everybody here with us today. And uh, let's uh, start off with prayer. Holy Father, we come before you today and we thank you for your love. And Lord, we thank you for the peace that you give each one of us. And Father, in our deepest trials, we know we can lean on you, we can depend on you, and we find our hope in you. And Father, in so many ways, we get to participate in your, in, in your life and in who you are. We get to participate in your work, Lord, and, and there are just so many other ways we get to participate in what you are doing. And Father, we just ask that as the service moves forward today, that, that you teach us, that you equip us, Lord, that you are, open our hearts to your word and our, open our hearts to the things you have to say to us today. And Lord, that we take them for what they are and that we would uh, be able to take the things that we learned today, Lord, and multiply it in our lives in a way that would honor you and glorify you. So Father, again, we just thank you for your love and we thank you for all that you do for us. And Father, we thank you for your presence here with us today. And, and we thank you in all these things in Jesus' name, amen. I love the scripture verse that Pastor John read at the beginning of the service today that you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And that's really where it all starts for us Christians. It starts with each one of us with a transformation that happens in our lives and in our hearts because of the work that Christ did at the cross. And I know a lot of times we've talked about in this congregation and we, and we hear it almost every week about our participation in Christ and about the work that God is doing in each one of us and how he moves us and he shapes us and he guides us. And, and you know, we, there's so much more to the participation in Christ than our works and the things that he has given us to do because we know that Ephesians 2.10 teaches us that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works for the good works that he's prepared for us in advance. So it's not a surprise to us that God has work for us to do. And it's really not a surprise to us that we get to participate in many of the things that God is doing in the world because he calls us to do that. And, and when we have our op hearts open to what he's teaching and our hearts open to him and his leading in our lives, we get many opportunities in our lives. And I'm sure that each one of us know of times in our life when we look at it and say, huh, I've passed up an opportunity that God has given me. But God knows our frailty and he knows our weaknesses. And he knows that he wants us to be part of his kingdom. And that's why we're here today. So what does it really mean to participate in Christ? Or to participate in the work that he is doing? What is involved with the participation in Christ? Because we know that when we became a believer in Christ by faith, we became free from the we we became freed from the participation in Adam by sharing in the death of Christ. We actually died to what Adam has brought us, and we have been resurrected anew as new creations in Christ. And we literally are new creations. Our old has really died. I know we don't sometimes grasp that fully. I know I sure don't. But God wants to work in us, and he wants us to become part of him and to become more a part of him every single day. And we now get to share in the fellowship, his fellowship. We get to participate in the ministry and the hope of the people of God 
which was anticipated in the Old Testament days, and we are the living fulfillment in the church today. So what the Old Testament saints look forward to, we are actually living today. As believers, we are united with Christ. As stated in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, you were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to praise be his glory. You see, we don't have to just wonder if we're going to make it into heaven when we're Christians, do we? Because God has given each one of us the Holy Spirit. We are sealed with his spirit, which is a deposit guaranteeing what God has promised for us. And there are so many more great things that we have to look forward to when we enter into Kingdom's Gate, like Pastor John was talking about Anna Provit today. She is experiencing God in a way that she's never experienced him before. She is experiencing a freedom that she has never experienced before. And you know, it's still not complete there for her, is it? Because we still have the hope of the resurrection, and Anna still has the hope of the resurrection. God has called every believer into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and he will shape each of us as we continue to participate in the work that Christ is doing in our lives every day. He wants us to move among this world. He wants us to work. He wants us to do the things that he's created for us to do. And today I would like to discuss four ways in which we participate with Christ today. And it's not, like I said, we already talked about participation with our works, but we're going to talk about also how our unity with him separates us from the sinful bodies that we actually live in today and how we have a war going on within us and we are battling that war every day. But ultimately, Christ wins and the battle is already won. He has already paid the price in full for each one of us. So though we war with sin in each one of us as we battle our, that in our lives and, and struggle in our lives, we know that God has overcame for us. And we, at any time that we have sinned or fallen short of the glory of God, we know we can run to him and ask his forgiveness and he is ready to give it to us. So the first part that I would like to talk about is we get to participate in Christ's death and his resurrection. And we're going to start in Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 3. It's quite profound when we think about what we are experiencing as Christians today and uh, what we've experienced at our new birth. And when we went through baptism, the experience behind that is amazing. In Romans 6, starting in verse 3, where don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We have been united with him like this in his death, and we certainly will also be united with him in we will also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified 
with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe we will also live with him. Through the death of Christ, he was made sin and a curse for us. He bore our sins in his own body on the cross and rose for our justification. We can have confidence that we are not slaves to sin. When we've became Christians, our lives have changed. We have been transformed. We have a new life that has began in each one of us. And we have our hearts and our eyes on the things of God. And, 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 and in the times that we're, we're struggling with sin, I remember Paul when he was struggling with sin. And he was battling with that. And, and he talked about it as a thorn in his side. And what did, he, what, what did uh, God tell him? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. And that's the thing that we have to remember when we, have, uh, when we catch ourselves and we find out that we have sinned, that we know that we can turn and run to God because we are not living in a lifestyle of sin, are we? That's not what our life is all about. We're not looking for ways to live as part of the world. We want to serve God and we want to do the, uh, the work that God has given us to do. And when we do fall short, we know we can run to him. And how do we participate in the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ? One way we participate in that is through baptism. And I believe baptism is so much more than something that is a ritual and an, and an experience that's here today and gone tomorrow. I think that there is so much more involved and I think God is involved in every moment of that. Think about that. We're literally, when we are going under that water, we are dying. We're dying. We died. Our old self has died. And when we come up out of that water, we're resurrected to a new life. A new life that God has given us. We will have new priorities. We will have new thoughts. We will have new ways of living and new ways of thinking. And new things that drive us forward in life. We won't be interested in the things that we used to be, the carousing and the bar hopping and the getting drunk and the doing drugs and all those other things that come along with that. Yes, you know, God will accept us just the way we are. There is nothing that can stop any of us who do not know God from coming to him and coming to the cross. He'll take us just the way we are. But we should never expect that he's going to leave us that way because he's not. Because when we are transformed, we are transformed into a new creation. We are transformed into God's people. Amen. We now have a living spirit within us. And we are sealed with that spirit. And that spirit of God, it is the spirit of God. He's what drives us. He's what moves us. He's what takes every fiber of our being and takes us in the direction that he wants us to go. What we once were has died. It has been laid to rest and we are now alive 
in Christ. We no longer belong to Adam. We're no longer part of Adam. We are part of Christ. Do we really gra grasp this transformation that we went from death to life? We were spiritually dead. Now we are spiritually alive. We are no longer participants as children of wrath. Rather, we are participants as the children of light through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you remember when John the Baptist baptized in water for repentance of sin? The clear intent was that we are turning away from our sins towards righteousness that is found in Christ. In John's baptism, the sinner announced I'm sorry, he renounced his sin and identified himself with the Messiah and his righteousness. Baptism uniquely represents identification, and that identification is our identification in Christ. Charles Hodge put it this way. There can be no participation in Christ's life without a participation in his death, and we cannot enjoy the benefits of his death unless we are partakers of the power of his life. We must be reconciled to God in order to be holy, and we cannot be reconciled without therefore becoming holy. So if we died to sin, how can we any longer live in it? Yes, from time to time we will fail, and we, from time to time we will sin. We will fall short. We will battle sin. The last time I preached, I shared with you uh, uh, one of my sins that I fight with, which tends to be when I get angry, I just let it out. I get angry. But you know, over the years, God has changed my heart. He has softened my heart. He has shaped me in ways that I don't get angry the way I used to. And I am not saying that I don't get angry anymore and God has cleaned me up completely there. But that's the power of God working in my life. And the power of God working in each one of our lives can be the same way. But we have to turn it over to Him. We have to trust Him. We have to depend on Him. Because with God, you're either all in or you're not in. There's no halfway. Jesus did not have much good to say about the lukewarm, did he? He said, either be hot or be cold. Let us take a moment now and go to Galatians chapter 2. We are free to live and we no longer are living under the curse of sin and death, but by God's grace we now are saved through faith. We have received this gift of grace, and it has been given to us by God. It has not been received by anything a man can accomplish. We do not have salvation. We do not receive grace from God by anything we do. If I just be good enough, no. If I just do these things and show God that I want to work for Him, no. There is nothing that we can do that earns us the grace of God. It is all His. He gives it to us freely. It's a free gift. For by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is God's gift and it's not of works. 
We will never have anything to go to heaven to brag about, will we? It's all going to be because of the work of Christ in our lives. And when we trust that, and we turn our lives over to him, and we turn ourselves over to him completely, we will get to see the power and the work that he does in our lives, and what he accomplishes in other people through the things that he has us doing. God is moving through each one of us every single day by the power of his love and his resurrection. Because Christ died, we get to rise. We get to live. We get to participate in the good things of God. In Galatians 2.20, it says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We have been resurrected to life by the power of God, by the power of Christ living in each one of us. Jesus gave himself for us, and it is by our faith in his wonderful work that gives us the right and privilege to participate in his resurrection. We are participating right now in the resurrection of Christ, aren't we? This body right here, this local church, is part of the body of Christ. Every member who is a believer is part of that body. Do we understand that? We are already participating in the living Christ. Right now, we're participating in what he is doing. We're receiving his word right now. His love is being poured out to this congregation right now. His spirit is moving in souls right now. We participated in worship to him a little bit ago and through our songs and worship. And we did that because Christ is alive in us. We can raise our hands and our hearts and love to God and say, God, I love you. And he is shouting back to you, I love you so much. I gave my all for you. I just don't understand that. God loves me so much that he left everything that he is behind and walked on this earth as a lowly man so that I or you could have eternal life. It is not about what we do. It's about what he did. And the good things that we get to participate in is because of what he did. Number two thing that we get to participate in is our Savior's nature. How's that possible? I know my heart. Let us take a moment and go to 2 Peter verse 1. I know how wretched I am apart from Christ. I know where my weaknesses are. I know where my failures are. And when I'm using the word weaknesses and failures, I'm talking about sin. 
I know I fight it. I know that it's something that I don't like that's in me. And I know that Christ is shaping me. But how is it possible that I get to participate in his nature? The power that operates in believers is the same divine nature as which Christ was resurrected from the dead. We have the Spirit of God within us. We, our bodies, are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of Christ, and the temple of the Father. Do we understand that? God is dwelling in us. Why do you think there's no need for a physical temple anymore? Why do you think the physical temple was destroyed? That was a representation of something greater to come. But what about when we are resurrected anew and the whole church is resurrected together at that same moment? We are all, the entire body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God. Can we comprehend that? That's what makes it so hard and so shameful when we sin and we catch ourselves in it. Isn't it? That's what makes it hard. But it's also what makes it joyous when we know that we can go to God and we can say, God, I know you're living in me. Please forgive what I just did. I confess it to you. I lift this up to you, Lord, because this is not who I am. I am a child of the living God. You are children of the living God. 